Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is a very special episode. It's it's video, it's audio, it's John and Wendy talk to Steve Brown, Melanie Peacock, and Tracy Sponnenberg. I'm your no, host, no. John. And I'm Wendy. I would have pointed to people, but I don't know where they're going to show up when we're actually showing the video. <laughs> so it's not like the Brady Bunch where we can like I can say, hey, look a certain direction and, and uh, you'll see that person. But that's okay. That's okay. I, this is, you know, we did this with, with HR Wonder Women and we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. I think people enjoyed the conversation. And so I'm glad that we're doing it again um, with this group, a little bit different. Um, we are letting some boys play, so we're being a little bit nice there. <laughs> um, but this is this has been a great week. Um, we're we're we've got a lot of fun stuff going on with Paycor this week um, for Missing Sherm Twenty. You know, no travel. <laughs> no travel, but unfortunately, we don't get to see people. We don't get to no. hug, shake hands, whatever people are comfortable right. with. I want to briefly explain kind of how we got this cast of characters together. <laughs> we had put the word out on Twitter that we we asked people, hey, who are you going to miss hearing speak at, at Sherm National this yep. year? No, and we're not going to be there. Who are you going to miss? And these three names, these three folks came up more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yes, Thankfully, they're friends of the show. They've been previous guests on the show. A couple of them have won our trivia nights. So there's a lot of connection here, and we were thrilled that they yes. agreed to do this, again, this grand experiment, because, hey, we haven't done video like this before. Hopefully people you are watching it. this. John, you're an idiot because, you know, you should have been doing it already. But, hey, that's cool. So we're not going to do introductions. We're going to let the individuals introduce themselves. We're just going to go alphabetically by last name. So, Steve? Hi, I'm Steve Brown. I'm new to HR, and I'm really excited to be there. I I love this social media and this Zoom video thing on YouTube. It's fun to be here, and I'm glad the boys were allowed. How about you, Melanie? Hi, everybody. I'm Melanie Peacock, and I'm Zooming in from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'm old in HR. So we got I mean, I'm in the twilight of my career, and I have nothing to do with vampires. Next. (laughs) (laughs) This is how it's going to go. I know. This is how it's going to go. I I don't know how I can follow that. And (laughs) thankfully... Thankfully, you have the introvert go last. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I'm Tracy Spannenberg. I'm I'm going to be had the most boring introduction. I'm the chief people officer for the Granite Group, and I'm based in Concord, New Hampshire. And um, I'm really excited to be here. So this will be a lot of fun. I have nothing excited. I can't top that. I just can't do it. Oh my god, I love it. This is uh, you know our first question always: What is in your glass? So you know. If we were together, we know it would be obviously something fermented. Um, but so tonight, um, I'm, I'm going to go backwards with this question because I know I think I know what Tracy's going to say. I know what Tracy's going to say. Do. I think we know what you Tracy's going to say. Do. Tracy, what's so, in your glass there you tonight? Go. Raspberry <laughs> lime spindrift. Oh, that's <laughs> so good! I love that. Yes, I love that, and I'm so really happy good. Target has it. I know. I know. Have you had the cranberry, the cranberry raspberry? That's the best. I have not had cranberry. Um, I did have blackberry a while ago. I think trivia night I had the blackberry and I really liked that. So very good. Yes. Melanie, what are you drinking? Well, to be not predictable, I'm having water. (laughs) Chateau Aqua. But I have it in my fancy peacock cup. Nice. So there we go. Very nice. But I know Steve's drinking something that is uh, fermented. Absolutely, because I'm in HR, and I'm not afraid to tell people that I drink alcohol. I'm drinking a Rheingeist Kolmer. It's a Kolsch-style ale with lemon and cucumber. Ooh. Oh, interesting. It's very interesting. It's good. Very good. It sounds a little gross, but it uh, I bet it probably is good if you like it's, that kind of thing. Well, it sounds like Lemon, lemon and cucumber? It's it nothing, like like... Flavored, nothing yeah. like flavored water. I mean, come on. <laughs> delicious if it was what I'm in the room I mean I'm in the zoom Behave yourself. <laughs> John 
we have already lost control. Uh, um, well, I, I knew that was going to happen. We knew that was going to happen. But okay, so I have to ask John, what are you what are you drinking tonight? I am enjoying a Legend Brown from right here in Richmond, Virginia. Very nice. Um, well, I just got home from Eponymous where I had a Blood Orange Bison, which is their wheat beer, which is very very delicious. Which is why to, right now I have water. <laughs> I went, I, you know, I primed, I went priming because that's what you do in a college town. You prime before the event. I like it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that's that. Great. I'm learning all kinds of stuff tonight. Apparently <laughs> didn't never thought about it that way, but fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, like we mentioned earlier, one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on is that when we ask people what, you know, who are you going to miss speaking at, uh, at national, you were the names that came up more than others. And so, Instead of asking you how you got in HR, because you've answered that before, I'm going to ask each of you, can you talk a little about what you were going to be speaking on? So, Melanie, I'll start with you. Oh, thanks. Uh, no, I can't talk. No. <laughs> I, I really thought, wow, you know, I was in some ways, I went, wow, did I uh, dodge a little bullet here? Because I was actually going to talk about terminations. And it's a really sensitive topic right now, given what we've all been experiencing and going through. So the actual title of my session was The Hardest Part of HR is Letting Go. And mm. I was going to talk like about, it. because we're, it's, it is almost the elephant in the room, right? We don't like to talk about that is often part of our job, you know? People will always say to me, oh, you're in HR. You must like people. And I'll say, oh, yeah, I like people. I like to tell them they're not doing their job properly. I like to tell them they're not getting a pay increase. Oh, and I like to tell them they're fired. Oh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So it's hard, right? We don't want to talk about terminations. And there is nothing funny about it because this is people's livelihoods. This is right. But we also have to be able to recognize the process. There is a right way to do it. And I was also going to talk a lot about attending to our own care as HR professionals during the process. We don't talk a lot about that, about what it takes out of us and what we need to do before, during, and after terminating someone separating from their employment. So that's what I was going to talk about. And boy, uh, given what we've all experienced and we've heard about the Zoom, uh, you know, Zoom terminations and, the, you know, we hear about people breaking up over Zoom. There's a new term, John, you're learning lots of things. You've, you've just been zumped. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Wow. You knew. You knew. Wow. You, knew. I didn't. you knew. Yeah. So there you go. So uh, Zerminated, wow. I don't know. Zired? Is that what happens when you're zired? I like that. You've been zired. That's what I was going to talk about. I, you know, I like that, Melanie. I like that you're you were also going to include the the well care on the HR professional because you know the the last place I worked. So you guys know me. I'm usually in in TA. I love recruitment. I love that part of it, and. my daughter at my last job, I was more of a generalist. And my, so my daughter who was young used to tell people, well, my mom used to hire people and now she fires people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and because that's what I, I mean, what I would talk about at home was that piece of it because it was hard and it's not easy and you have to process through that. So I think that was good to focus, have some of that focus on not just how do you care for the employee, but how do you care for yourself? Because that's not easy. That's not easy at all. Absolutely. Lots of stories that I still hope I can share one day. And uh, (laughs) you've said this many times, right? Steve Brown says, and you're right, Mr. Brown, that uh, we have to share support and connect with one another and share our stories and be there for each other. So that's what I was hoping to do. But fingers crossed that there'll be other opportunities. I'm sure. Tracy, how about you? So last year I spoke, uh, and I love that. I'm sorry to miss that Melanie's topic, especially the the self-care part, because I think that's so important. We don't talk about that often enough. Um, Last year I spoke at Sherm, I spoke about um, overhauling your HR department through technology, even if you're a department of one. And in that session, at the end of the session, I get some feedback that um, you know, that's great, but what's an ATS? What's it? So I made some assumptions that people understood what the technology was. And I just, I sort of assumed that, but I, I realized, and I should know this because I spoke about this often enough that not all HR professionals have a, even a baseline knowledge of HR technology. So my session this year was going to be 
ATS, LMS, um, HRIS, and everything in between. So it was going to be a basic um, explanation of what HR technology is and, and what you may need if you are a department of one, small HR department, and, and onward. Tracy, I just thought of a subtitle for your presentation. Yes. Old McDonald had an HR system. A-E-I-O-U-E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so clever. Love it. I should have called you. I'm here all week. I should have called you before I submitted it. So really basic, but there's a need for that. There's a need for that for the entry level HR pros or or those of us who've been in it for a thousand years like me who who may not have that basic understanding. You're absolutely right, Tracy. I I throw I'll use the term ATS every once in a while. People look at me sideways like what what? Okay, hire you know how you hire people. Way to document hiring. That's, that's great. And I, that would have been very interesting too. And yeah. Steve, how about your presentation? What were you going to be speaking on? I had a new one. Uh, I've been fortunate to speak several times and I don't want to recycle. Uh, one of the things I heard though one time at Sherm is that Sherm's annual conference is so large that you may use the same presentation several years and get different audiences every time because right. there's different demographics. But what I was going to speak about was a new thing called it's okay to be human in HR and not about the H in HR, but we don't take care of ourselves. As you mentioned, Melanie at all, Uh, we forget that we're people. And I think when we lose our humanity as HR professionals, it shows in how we practice HR in our organizations. And we're afraid to be ourselves, whatever that means, good, bad, faulty, geeky, whatever it is. My thing is, the more human you are, genuinely human. So uh, I was on a call earlier this morning with uh, Eric Kershat, and you know, he says, "Gosh, when you're on stage, you laugh and you cry and stuff." And I'm like, "Uh huh," because I'm a person. <laughs> and what you're a what? I'm like, I know. What? what was that? <clears throat> but too many people in HR uh, put on the HR face, or the corporate mask, or the you know the different hats and. Unfortunately, we keep perpetuating these myths and these expectations and these stereotypes instead of saying, strip it down, be a human, and watch how your human, how your HR practice actually improves the more genuine you are. I think a lot of times we mistake um, being neutral with being unfeeling. You know, you have to be, you have to be neutral. You have to be neutral. And so, and so then you, you get to this place where you can't be excited for people. You can't be, feel sorry for people. You can't show that emotion. So um, I, I think that's, that's a great place to, to remind us. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that you and Melanie were including, here's you, the mm-hmm. HR professional in, in your, your talk and how you as a person need to take care of yourself. I think it's a place to equip ourselves where we haven't. Yeah. You know, we talk about coaching for others. We talk about professional development for others, which is all great. But who's pouring into us? Not to, right. from a self-centeredness standpoint, but equipping yourself. And if you're healthy, you'll be healthy. If you're not healthy, you'll be ugly as anything towards everybody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, one of the things that, um, and I'll be honest, I was a little surprised that Sherm National didn't do any virtual piece yeah. of the national conference. I thought that was coming. Um, but I'm sure that you guys have had to make some adjustments and do switch some of your in-person to virtual. So let's talk about that a little bit and how you prep because it's different. So tell us a little bit about how you adjust your prep when you're doing, okay, I know I'm going to do virtual and I'm going to do a webinar versus I'm going to be in front of people. So we'll start with Steve. How about you? I'm going to start with a horror story, which is All awesome. right. Yay, horror stories. <laughs> I was on a call because a friend asked me to be on a local call, a local networking group, and they had a person about being professional virtually. And I'm like, neat. So when you see this on YouTube, audience, my basement is my basement. It's got lava lamps. It's got tie-dye because it's who I am. So in the presentation, she says, you must be professional and stage your background and dress properly. And she went through this whole thing. I said, so I said, are you talking about me? 
<laughs> and she goes, well, uh, 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 and I said, well, you know, I said, that's cool. And all the other people in the recording are like, oh no, she doesn't know that he's a speaker. She doesn't know that he does this. And what's funny is, again, it's how you choose. You can come across as staged. And uh, I know several people, professional speakers, friends of ours, who are setting up studios in their basement. So it looks like they want to look. Greg Hawks has his lifeboat because he talks about the lifeboat. There's all kinds of cool stuff to do. I think you need to do preparation that makes you feel comfortable to present. And I'm more comfortable just being myself. I don't want to fake it. I see. Yes, love it. Got that. Yeah. Melanie, I see Melanie's got a teddy bear or something behind her. Yeah, that was my mom's teddy bear when she oh. passed last year. That came oh. one of the many things that came with her. So it's there, right? It's yeah. part of, and people have asked oh, yeah. me about it. And right. so I share that story with people yeah. that ask. And yeah, that's who you are. That's who you are. Um, how about you, Tracy? How do you prep? Yeah, and I love that about the background, Steve, because I um, this is my office. So my husband and I have um, each have separate offices. It's a get doors. It's great. And these, Melanie, these posters are from my parents' house, so in my childhood oh, home. Cool. So um, I'm not super nostalgic, but when they moved, I was like, I want those posters, and I want them in my <laughs> office when I have them. So I have my husband and my kids, and I have Baby Yoda back there, and I have. So if I'm surrounded all day, I'm you know surrounded by things that are important to me, and I sit at my craft table, which I've never crafted on in my life, but it's a great <laughs> wrapping. I have like you can look, you can see like all these little jars and things back there, and um, so I had grand ambitions, but it's just a comfortable space. I have a couch. And, and pillows and so I just present here and I think um, the, the presenting virtually versus in person the preparation is similar because you still have to be prepared I find that when I present in front like at a conference I feed off the audience so if I'm recording something I find it very very difficult so it's it's for me it's much more difficult because you don't you don't get that interaction if i'm doing something live and there's some kind of chat um that's great like hr summer school even though that was recorded and played was wonderful because you could then get on and, and chat with people as they were going through so the preparation's the same but the the feeling's a little bit different cool how about you melanie Always fun things to do when you're preparing, right? So you have to think about, so I'm going to do a Steve Brown here, and there's my virtual. <laughs> yes. Podcast, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I do that too, depending on the audience. And as I see the sunlight shining in here, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to turn the blinds. It's the blind leading the blind here. I don't, anyway, you just have to be yourself. Absolutely. And I interject humor when I talk to my students, when I talk to an audience so that's who I am you try and be natural you try and be yourself it is weird it Tracy's absolutely right when there's no interaction and there's no feedback um, but you know you just have to really be passionate about what you're talking about that's really always been my thing my students will say wow you really like HR don't you and I'm like shh don't tell like yes and if I'm <laughs> going to talk to somebody about whether it, whatever it is it's something that I'm passionate about and something I believe we need to talk about and we need to share knowledge about. And I think that really comes across. The other quick story I'll tell is never mind being professional, Steve. I had to remember I had the pleasure of speaking for a chapter in India uh, through our friend Anish invited yes. me, right? And so this has all expanded our world, right, in weird ways. But the time change, holy for holy. So I had to remember. To, we had a pre-talk and we planned. So you still, you make sure you've done your pre-work, you know, and I'm saying, okay, I've got to go to sleep now. And his son's coming in and going, breakfast is ready. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then I had to set my alarm clock and get up at some God awful hour on a Saturday morning. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't want to wake up with my sleep, you know, and like I had to wake up early enough to kind of wake up my eyes and everything so that I could look presentable. I think I was up at 5 a.m. my time. Oh gosh. So how do you prepare? There's no preparing for that, man. You right. just go, you remember to comb your hair and you just, you just go with it. I, yeah. When, when John and I spoke with Anisha's group, that was kind of the same thing. It was like, all right, I'm, I'm actually going to like shower, kind of do my hair, maybe put on a little makeup because you know, they've been up. <laughs> I shouldn't look like I just rolled out of bed. 
I did an interview with India and they're doing a podcast coming up and it was, you know, super early, but what a cool opportunity. So yeah. what, a, yeah, what a cool thing that we can do now. Yeah. And I did a, I, I did a, a presentation from England or with a, a guy who created a conference in England. It's just, what a, what a neat world. And I, I think that's the cool thing now too. And, and I think, you know, as sad as it is, the, the pandemic has really opened up a lot of that where there's more virtual events happening, even when in, in local, you know, we had, um, we had a Brookings event in my town this morning where Kate talked and Kate Bischoff talked and we had it via Zoom. We had more people show up than when we had it in person. So I'm like, well, maybe we need to do this more. Yeah. Because yeah. people, you know, maybe you can't come when we're going to have it at a location and you have to come there. But if we can do it virtually, maybe we need to do that more. So I, I think, you know, there's some good that's coming out of this for sure. I think, I think the key is people that are engaging on all the time are engaging online as well. Those people that tend to perform and practice and recite are horrible yeah. virtually. Because they're re- they're waiting for the sl- the slide to go ding to click they're like what what and if it, if anything throws them it's awful so yeah. I think if you you have to remember you're conversing even right. though you may not see somebody in front of you yeah that's a good point that's well a good point. And, uh, let's expand on that a little bit because yeah. that's that's something that Wendy and I have talked a lot about you know especially when I first did my first couple webinars felt like I was just spitting in the wind right you know it's a it's a vast void and you hope people are mm-hmm. maybe chuckling maybe you know doing something if they say I suck well I don't know something out there to get some response you know what how do you engage that audience when it is virtual like that Steve we'll start with you because you kind of started talking about it a little bit what do you, what do you do differently or how do you how have you approached that when you're doing it I've talked to the uh, groups that I've talked to ahead of time what works best I said look I wouldn't want to sit in front of a slides for an hour I just wouldn't so if you don't think your audience would, what if we tried this? What if we put an interactive thing? Uh, Johnny Campbell on the Sherm Talent did the best virtual presentation I have seen yet. HR Summer School was amazing, but he did Zoom, presented, did his slides, and then read from the chat all at the same time. So he, mm-hmm. he had a conversation, but he never let anyone verbally talk. But he, he built it in, so he had something going all the time. And then somebody says, boy, could you go back to that slide? And he went backwards and forwards. I just think it's a lot. You have to understand that you have to ask, how am I going to engage with the audience, not just expect that they're going to sit there and listen? I think that's important. You look at it as a conversation. Like like we're all talking about not as a, a presentation so much. So I'm incapable of being anything but authentic. So I can't over rehearse. I know I, I spend a lot of time if I have to build slides, which I hate slides, but if I have to build slides, I spend time making sure I know, but I just know I present on things that I'm very comfortable with. And, um, but I can't be, I don't look at it as presenting so much as, as conversing. And then I'll share something that might seem so obvious, but, you know, I'll state the obvious that I took some sessions and and read some literature about presenting online. And one of the ways you can be engaging to your audience is you have to think about things like your posture, like your hand movements. They actually said to maybe move into the screen a little bit. Hello. No, that's a little scary. We all sit up. (laughs) Oh, we all need to adjust. Everyone starts moving Um, But you have to, and you have to use your voice, right? And use your diaphragm and use your intonation. And you have to be a little more uh, engaged than maybe you would if you were presenting in front of 10 people. And especially since if you don't have the immediate feedback, you know, I miss that snoring. (laughs) She does it. And you have to be energetic yourself. And I think that's part of the, that's that authenticity, but you really have to almost in some ways be not all the time, but you have to over animate a little bit at certain points. I found that works. Yeah. And well, that was one of the things that um, I think it was Tim Sackett had shared some tips and that's where I got the idea to do the HR wonder woman virtual panel where we would record it and then watch it together. And then we can interact and we can talk to people and we can get that feedback going back and forth, which is, you know, kudos if someone can do that, but that's hard to do to give a presentation while you're virtual and 
keep up with the comments and, you know, and do all of that. That's hard to do. So, you know, doing it this way is it's one step removed from that, but at least we can still have that interaction. We can still have those, that conversation going on. So I think that's, that's, and that's what we do. We make those connections. That's what, that's why we exist as HR social hour, quite honestly. Um, so let's, let's take that to the next level because people like it, I think. I think people are enjoying this. So what are some ways that, um, that you guys think conferences can evolve to, um, to protect their participants, but still get that in-person connection that attendees seem to enjoy? Because so, you know, we want to be protected. We want to be safe. No one wants to get COVID. So how can we have, how can we have it both ways? Uh, Melanie, I'm going to pick on you. Thanks. So I was just at a fantastic event last week hosted by our provincial HR association where it, we had a networking session. So it was very conference-esque. It would have been like the after-hours soiree get-together for a conference. And then they had us in virtual breakout rooms. And we randomly got put in the breakout rooms with a question. And so then the group would – and then we'd come back as a larger group. And one person from the breakout room, each was numbered, would share – the key findings from the group. So it was a way to still promote small and then larger group interaction, a feeling of connection, and yet keep us safe and protected. And I know this isn't a direct answer to the question, Wendy, but I, I want to make this point too while we're talking about it, is that I hope we use the lessons that we've learned now going forward in order to enhance and increase our interaction with our colleagues. You know, and again, I'm biased, I'll fully admit it, as Steve would always say, full transparency, not my book, Steve, not my book, but my dissertation, <sighs> uh, my doctoral work was all about blended delivery. I was either so ahead of the times or so far behind, I haven't decided which yet. <laughs> but really important, right, that we capture, it doesn't have to be an either or. We can use face-to-face -face when it's safe again, and we can capture what we've learned about online and get the best of both worlds. And that's another thing I really would invite everybody who's listening, let's not lose these conversations. Journal, uh, diarize what you've liked, what's what gone well, and let's use that going forward. I think we have, we're, you know, we can pivot. We're on a precipice here to, to learn and capitalize on what's happened. I like that. I like that. Um, how about you, Steve? When you said diarize, I was thinking of dioramas. Do you remember making those? <laughs> That's what I thought too. Oh, That's what hey, I was thinking ooh, too. It's the T Rex. The T Rex eats the caveman. Ah. Oh! So. Uh, I, I want to see a diorama of a conference. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, All right. I, you got I, a big like, shoobox for that. You got there we go. Really yeah. Plenty of popsicle <laughs> sticks. I think uh, taking from Ben Eubanks in HR Summer School, it was a mix. You had fireside chats, which were one on one. You had full-blown presentations, so you're breaking it up. But I felt the whole virtual event was very audience-centric. I watched uh, the Festival of Work through CIPD overseas, and it was not. It was very traditional. They had panels like, uh, like this, a three-person panel, or they'd have a presenter, but that was about as much as they were willing to be non-traditional. I, I think... Conferences in general would improve if they would focus on the audience instead of the content. So the content has to be solid. If you have a speaker who's not bringing good content, shame on you. But you have to say the experience of the audience and the takeaways that they can take to improve themselves and their jobs has to be a better focus in all conference planning, whether it's virtual or in person. So to Melanie's point, I think you need to take the blended approach but put the audience piece first instead of the, oh, you know, let's get Steve Brown. Ah, I wouldn't see myself. I mean, come on. You, you got you to gotta take a look at the audience and go, what am I going to give them to make them better? And if you don't have speakers that want to do that, they shouldn't be at your conference. I, I, I like that. Rather than focusing on, okay, well, we need to find these pieces to fit our overall goal or, or um, or whatever, but figuring out what your audience wants. What do they need? And, and giving that to them. And Tracy learned that, remember? She said, yeah, I, she I was speaking with good content and I found out my audience wasn't there yet. Yeah. It's not wrong, but boy, now that you've learned that, we can improve and be make it better for the audience. Yep. Yep. Which it. I tried to do. 
but <laughs> not, not so fast. You know, I think it's interesting. We've learned as HR professionals, we've known that remote work was a, a good option for a long time as companies. We're, we're learning that, uh, and some companies certainly were ahead of the game. And a lot of us or a lot of our people are going to demand, you know, this is, I want to work from home. This works great. I wonder if we're going to see that in the conference sector, if we're seeing that, well, this is working for me. I can do this from home. Why would I pay $3,000 and fly across the country? So I'm really very curious. I think to, to both Steve and Melanie's points, I think that a blended approach is great, definitely audience first, but I think this may change the conference, um, you know, arena significantly, at least for a while. I mean, I know I'm dying to get out and see everybody. I don't want to do that anytime soon. No offense to any of you. I would love to see you in person, but I'll take a 2D for now. But um, I, I think we're going to see the shift. We'll see I, absolutely, we- I absolutely agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And it's what's interesting in me is the self-avowed comic book nerd here. I'm watching what we're doing in the comic book convention circuit too. And it has changed dramatically. And, you know, DC Comics, for example, is having a online event, San Diego Comic-Con, the largest Comic-Con in the world with 150,000 attendees is going to be online, virtual. Now, as somebody that collects original art, that's really hard to do. Like, I can't hand you my sketchbook to have you draw stuff for me. But those panels, those conversations can be going on. And what's been interesting, too, is very similar to what we've seen, like with summer school and some of the other events that are going on expanding those things. So, you know, conventions, so comic book convention, for example, will have every night they have something. So you can meet Burt Ward, you can meet Mm. XYZ artists, you can meet, you know, and do, and segment it out to where people can attend all these different things, all the different times. I would love to meet Burt Ward. Right. (laughs) He's still still out there doing, he's still out there doing stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, He owns a dog food company. Oh, wow. Organic dog food. Yeah, he's like, that's his big thing. He's been very active in that community for a long time. So he can literally say his career went to the dogs. That's right. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's right. And if you you saw the crisis. Holy puns, Melanie. Holy puns. If you saw the (laughs) the crisis on Infinite Earths that uh, they did on the CW, Burt Ward is in the opening walking a dog wearing Robin's colors. He's not wearing it out. He's not wearing a costume. (sighs) But he's oh walking the orange screen and he was my first love. He was my first oh, love. Wow. I have a fun story. I have learned something I'll else tonight. You, you have. <laughs> I have a fun story. I'll tell you something about that. Um, it's yeah, that was that was fun. So um, you you've probably heard of E three, John. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. um, my son has wanted to go. He's twenty one almost his whole life, and um, so shortly after COVID started, his dad was like. Jackson, I bought us E3 tickets. I was going to surprise you, but it's oh. been canceled. <laughs> and he's oh. like, I wish I never knew. Because <laughs> he never knew. So we know he almost went, but wouldn't. And who knows when they'll have that again. Right. Yeah. I'm going to watch Disney World. That's what I'm going to watch. I'm a huge Disney fan. I'm going to watch what they do. They have everything. Yeah. They have shows. They have rides. They have, you know, they have conventions. So I'm going to watch closely what they do to see, because I think a lot of things will follow suit. Yeah, I'm I'm on the docket to speak at HR Florida in late August. No, you are, and so I'm I'm watching it carefully. I I don't want to cancel, but I also need to keep myself and my family safe. So you know, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff that's up in the air that it's not fun. But we do, you know, this is this is the year of hard decisions. Yeah, I'm just gonna you know. We're going to have some disappointments this year, for sure. Mm-hmm. I know uh, my daughter was supposed to take an eighth grade trip to D.C. Yeah. And that didn't happen. Hopefully next year they'll take the ninth yeah. graders too. But just uh, one of those things that happens. It's turning into a bummer. It is. It <laughs> is. No, let's All right. That. Well, all the other things let's we've lost, they'd be great. <laughs> I know you want me to start a list. Of Let's long start the list. I feel like I'm at one of my presentations is just if people are dying. <laughs> Damn it, Steve's talking again. <laughs> Speaking of when conventions come back around, and, and Tracy, you, I'm going to ask you first since you started to broach the subject a little bit. What are you most looking forward to when? when we're able to get back together again and we collectively, you know, when, when there is a, some type of HR 
convention conference event in person. What are you most looking forward to in that? Definitely seeing all of you and, and all. So you all know my story that I, you know, went to Sherm for years and didn't talk to a soul. And, and so it was only last year that I met all of you. I didn't meet Steve last year. I met Steve a little bit later, but I know I didn't ever met him at Sherm. I had the full body rash and all kinds of illness. And so it was, it was fun. It was a fun few days, but yeah, I it definitely that I think there, you can't, you can try, but you just can't replace that in-person connection. I'm looking forward to hugs coming back. I'm looking forward to, handshake or at least a fist bump, you know? So that's for sure. That's what I'm looking to, forward to the most. Tracy, thanks for saying hugs. Cause I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want to be incorrect here, but you know, people that know me know I'm a hugger and I also yeah. know to ask, you know, we'll say if you're not a hugger, I respect that, but you know, it's just to see people. And when we signed on today, you know, my face lit up when I saw Wendy, she and I were here first, my whole face lit up. I was so excited yeah. to see her. But it's not the same as seeing the whites of somebody's eyes, you know, and just, yeah, I'm really looking forward to hugging anybody that's willing to hug and that hopefully we can do that safely, you know, and, and it's really something I miss. And there's many lovely conferences and many great events, but I know that the annual SHRM conference for me, especially being from Canada, you know, being one of the international people, was like a, a marker in my year. And even my family said, like, it was, you know, we have Christmas and we have, you know, the end of the academic year for me and convocation. There's certain things. But for me, the Sherm year or conference was another one of those events, right? It really marked the year, seeing everybody again. We kind of all joked when we left last year. We were saying, well, you know, see you in 364 days. Oops, I hope we didn't jinx it. But, you know, we were just saying that we, we do. We look forward to it. It helps us mark some time. And it's... We talk about it a lot and people kind of go, really? What? But the bonds you form with people, like, you know, you're not just colleagues, you're actual friends. And we really care about each other. I remember when Tracy, you mentioned it, it's out there, you know, you had your Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. She was making rash decisions. But yes, um, yes. <laughs> yes, you were oh, so kind. That's what happened. I was so Okay, worried. that's that's a drinking yeah. game for yeah. the show. <laughs> um, when we're watching, every time Melanie makes a pun, makes a pun, you need to take a drink. <laughs> but I was so worried about Tracy. That, that like I thought she had to present the next day. I didn't even I was know. so worried about Tracy too. It was yeah. the morning of my presentation. <laughs> Full body rash. Yeah, Contact dermatitis. Yeah, it was it was fun. But Dave yeah, was you were great. so he kind was there for he you. Was no, yeah. Dave was there and but we genuinely yeah. care about one another. Yeah. And it's really right. nice. It's not just fake. And you know, we can do this online and we've done a great job staying connected and our HR community, our online community is strong and solid and welcoming. Anybody who's new listening to the show today you know, connect. We welcome new people. And it's not just some online buzz thing. It's it's real. Yeah. It's the real deal. Yeah. That's a good segue to Steve, the real deal. <laughs> oh my gosh, I ran out of beer. I need to get more beer. <laughs> Go ahead. You can we'll wait. Go ahead. We're gonna drink. Uh, I think the thing that we need to remember is the same connection we have is what all people want. So it's fortunate that we've reached each other online and we've known each other, some of us, for years. However, there's a chance to meet all new people, whatever venue we're at, and to get them to understand that what they do matters, that they're valued as people, that they've, their work is valued. I like talking to you guys because you're my friends, but I turn around and meet the people I don't know. And uh, honestly, if I could walk down the hall of Sherm Annual with my arms open, I would I would see people f run into there and hug, whether they were freaked out or not, because people are aching for that contact. They just are. So I, I think the idea of not getting together concerns me, uh, not from any other matter than human interaction. People want to learn in person. They want to laugh in person. They want to discuss in person. They want to go out and have a good meal in person. Um, we're missing the human interaction. That's my biggest concern of all. I'm Steve, I'm right there with yeah. you. I, yeah. I think we have been incredibly fortunate. What we have seen in, in the online community and how connected we have stayed and not even many, many of them even stronger, the bonds have gotten stronger over the last many months with everything that's gone on. You know, Wendy and I are personally very proud of everything we've tried to do to entertain 
and make make things a little easier for other people. But I, I miss that too. I, I miss breaking bread is my favorite thing. And you know, look at me, I like to eat. But I that is my favorite part of these of, of conferences is going and particularly going to a place and discovering new food and but with people and having those conversations and learning about what's going on, not only professionally but for them, but personally. And it's amazing. I think back to some of the experiences I've had with some of you and particularly with Wendy and some of the people we've had those experiences with. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, and it's really funny. Some of the things, you know, some of the really laughable stuff and some of the things that, you know, are a little more serious. And, and that's, I, that's what I really miss as well. Well, and you know, those are the pictures that people are sharing, you know, yes. the, the memories right. that are popping up The the people are like, Hey, two years ago, we were in Chicago last year, we were in, in Vegas. And, you know, even I, I you know, Three years ago, some of you were in New Orleans and John and I weren't. And, you know, here we are because we were missing that connection. Um, and so this this all born out of missing that, that in-person connection. So um, I, I love where we've come. I love how far we've come and that we get to do something like this and, and have this conversation. So I think that's, that's fantastic. So, um, but I, I'm going to switch the mood a little bit because, you know, for some reason I start talking and we start getting all maudlin and, and <laughs> sad and, Oh, whoa, is us. Let's talk about something fun that you have discovered since we first went into lockdown. It could be movie. It could be a TV show. It could be some movie that's been out forever and ever and ever, and you've never seen it before. So Steve, you look like you have something to say. <clears throat> My wife and I have been watching Outlander. Oh, and it is. It's great because it's romance and violence. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, but it's a historical drama and we are hooked and we've oh. watched every episode. Now we're one of those uh, couples that find we've never been the couple that go, oh, I have to wait for the next season. And we just started Shit's Creek, and I laugh so hard. Yay, Canada. I'm just telling you. Yes. Hilarious stuff. Uh, yeah. But the time with my wife uh, as empty nesters has been the best part of lockdown because it didn't, it wasn't that our relationship was distant, but now you're allowed to be together all the time. And I, I kind of like it. I like nice. it a lot. You nice. know, she, she's chosen to keep me, and I'm very fortunate. She's reminding herself right now why she loves you. No. <laughs> She's like, you're on a Zoom call with people I don't know. <laughs> Goodbye. Right. How about you, Tracy? So it's, I'm, Dave and I have actually, we've always gotten along great, but we figured we'd kill each other during this. And it's been exactly the opposite. We've had a, a great time. And so I've discovered a lot of like fun. I've read a lot more. I haven't you know, I don't have a lot more time actually because it's been really crazy, but I've read a lot more, some really fun mystery novels and um, a lot of garbage TV, but a lot of great shows. We, um, yeah, a lot of garbage TV and um, a lot of great shows from For All Mankind. We loved on Apple TV and we watched The Expanse and happened to be a lot of space shows for some reason. Um, and then we <laughs> we started watching, and this is when Outer Banks. And so my husband picked it and he's like, it's on Netflix. And so we're watching it. Like this, It's like a treasure hunting show, we thought. And so our 16-year-old comes in. She's like, are you guys watching Outer Banks? And it's like the hottest teen show, apparently. It's, and then as we get into it, it's like literally the hottest teen show. And we got into it. We're like, this is totally for everybody's like 16. And I love you. And I can't live without you. And it's just, it's so funny. But we couldn't stop watching it because we needed to see what happened. And then we got to the end and we're like, oh, yeah, now we need to go. So, yeah, totally watching a, a show that our, our, our young girls love. So <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah. Melanie, how about you? It's interesting. You know, a lot of people, and, and Tracy and Steve have shared this about time with family. And I, too, have up until a few days ago been working nonstop. So I'm now officially on holidays. I was sharing that I finished my role as a faculty association president. And so now I'm on my summer vacay, which means I still do the reading, the writing, the arithmetic, the whatever, right? Keep busy. But it, it has been great to reconnect with family because my family has been you know, my rock, the kidults and my husband, Cam, for reminding me that I need to wind down at the end of the day and chillax, you know, it's not that important. And to watch some of that uh, 
here in uh, en français, Tracy, we call it the, the crappé TV. Television du crap. Oh. Um, yeah, well, so we, we do some of that, but um, we've also, Cam and I, we like detective series, so we, we um, binge-watched Bosch on Crave. Love that. And now we're watching Billions. And I have to say, I am just love, love, loving that show. I cannot rave enough about it. It's like watching a soap opera almost. It's like Dallas. Now I really am showing how old I am. But it's with the financial markets instead of the oil and gas industry. But the characters, you know, there's not one of them to like, and yet you like them all. Mm. So I'm not missing work at all. Oh. <laughs> 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 and it's... Uh, the, the acting is, they're just so talented. Like, I'm in awe of how they draw you in and the characters and the human interaction, right? We are HR people. We, when I watch shows like that, I continue to be fascinated. And I know this is, you know, a TV show and I get so into it and the kids will say, it's TV, mom. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but, but, you know, because it is fascinating how people interact and the scheming and yet the caring and the self-preservation and yet the altruism. And anyway. That's a long answer. Billions. No. That's a good one. That's a good one. Wait, wait. How about you two? I was just going to say, John needs to answer now. <sighs> oh, boy. I, I have no. I, I Listen, I don't have any secrets. I'm very transparent. I have fed, renewed my passion and interest in professional wrestling in the last Yay. many months. I got a subscription to WWE Network. I watched it all the other, I'm, I'm primarily watching stuff from the 80s and 70s and 80s, watching all the old uh, territory television shows. I grew up on Memphis Wrestling, which was Jerry Lawler when he wrestled Andy Kaufman and that whole bit. That's what I grew up doing. And I love it. But I also have, I've, I'm very, very smitten with a Japanese female wrestler named Asuka, who's wrestling now. She's just cute as a button. And she has her own YouTube channel where she has hundreds of thousands of followers because she hardly speaks English. So I watched these crazy videos where she speaks Japanese about traveling and eating and she plays video games. She's just a character. And I just, I think she's absolutely adorable. And I almost bought an action figure of her. And I thought about it and I was like, I don't know if Heidi would be too hip to that. <laughs> and she saw her and she's like, who is this person? And I'm like, she's, her name's Asuka. She's a wrestler. I think she's absolutely adorable. She's a character doesn't speak English much and you know, but she, she's very, very talented. I understand it's all predetermined, right? But these, people are, these people are incredibly talented performers, mm-hmm. athletes. They get hurt if people don't do the right things. It's, it's soap opera and tights. Like, right. I mean, as one of my <laughs> friends said, it's, it's comic books come to life. And so anyway, yes, uh, with everybody worried about whatever's out there, I'll just say it. I'm watching it. I don't care what anybody thinks. I think it's entertaining as hell, and I've had a lot of fun doing it. That's great. Love it. Love it. And Wendy, what about you? Um, I've mostly had uh, reruns of old favorite shows um, mm. playing in the background of life. Um, when I'm, I, I've been home working since the beginning of April, um, so I can't really focus on anything new. Um, so Scrubs and Community. Um, the Good Place, the first three seasons of The Good Place. Come on, Netflix. Um, Meg, that was Maggie and my show, and it was funny because um, we were talking about it, and she's like, well, why isn't the fourth season on yet? I'm like, Maggie, it only ended like three, four months ago. It, I realized that the last three months have seemed like a year. Because <laughs> there's been a lot, there's been a lot going on, and in, in, not just in life, but in our family. And um, so one of the new things we picked up, Maggie and I started watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, which yes. um i haven't seen that yet a little more heartfelt than i i really expected oh. um like we just got done crying over the good place i didn't really want another cry show <laughs> mm. um but there's been a few of those and then um uh obviously bob's burgers is a big one in our family so we, we try to catch that but um the horrible parents that we are my husband and i and our 10 year old like watching what we do in the shadows Oh, um, terribly, very not um, child appropriate <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. But we love Matt Berry in this house. Um, I was uh, very surprised. I was watching the final season of Community, which was that the Amazon um, season. 
Matt Berry is in an episode of that, which I had, I don't know if I didn't see it or whatever. I completely forgotten about it. Watched it like three times in a row because I was like, oh, it's Matt Berry. <laughs> and I don't get that way over, you know, over <laughs> celebrities that I'm like, oh my God, I have to, watch. it's Matt Berry. I have to see it. So um, that's, yeah. Crap TV, bad TV, crazy, bad sitcoms. We love those in our house. Um, but if there's singing involved, um, we're probably going to jump on those as well. So that's that's what's been happening in the Daily Household. Wendy, I think you just thought of another drinking game, though. Every time somebody says the name of a show that could be an <laughs> HR title, like What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> yes. <The> good girl. <laughs> you know, we could just, like, we should be drinking. Oh, my God. <laughs> That, you know, um, I think Tim Sackett, I hate to give him more publicity because he has plenty, um, but he put <laughs> out on Twitter that he was looking for the name of his next book. Yes, people were did. just like throwing shit at him. So oh, throwing, <laughs> shoot at him, shirt at him. I'm editing this one. So um, <laughs> no swearing allowed. That's good to know. <laughs> um, oh, I'm, I might have to be creative. We'll see how creative okay. we can get. But Beep it, beep it out. Or if I could get the the good place shirt yes. to go over that, um, yes. we'll, we'll see how. Like I said, we'll see how creative I can get. But you know, I think that's a good point, Melanie. There's so many good HR book titles out there. <laughs> well, as we start uh, wrapping up, I want to ask each of you, knowing that we're not going to have in-person events soon, but I'm sure you all have events of some type going on, webinars, virtual presentations conferences of some type somewhere out there. Uh, Melanie, I'll start with you. What do you got coming up in the next little bit, maybe the rest of the summer and fall? So next week, I'm actually on a podcast and I'm going to be talking about the future of learning and particularly what we could be doing in our city here, Calgary, but then how we can expand that to provinces nationwide, to other nations. You know, the whole nature of learning has transformed with the move to online and it's really reinventing and forcing us to relook at the post-secondary education landscape but also just learning in general so i'm doing that i'm in the process of working with an organization where we're going to look at uh, i'll be facilitating an online group where we look at diversity equity and inclusion so everyone can roll their eyes and go oh no not again but what we want to do in this uh, workshop is look at actual actions what can we do to create resources that we as HR professionals can use and go to so that we can have these meaningful and very difficult conversations? You know, our world has experienced some tough times and we need to address these issues. But we as the HR profession, we keep saying, you know, we're the heart and the soul of an organization. We need to have these conversations. Um, we have some momentum built up now in acknowledging the racial strife that people have and will continue to experience. But I think it's one thing to talk about it, but we need to develop tools and resources and action plans. So I'm going to be facilitating an online workshop talking about that. Steve, how about you? Well, I was scheduled to speak at several state conferences this year, plus the annual conference. And so uh, most of them have been canceled. Uh, I have to decide if I can do Alabama. They're trying to do a mix of either virtual uh, or uh, in person, so I'm not sure because I'm going to fly next week. I'm going to DC, oh. and it, uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm going to step out and take the risk, <clears throat> but uh, I'm going to do the tri-state, which was Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut uh, state conference online. And Pennsylvania hasn't decided yet, but I'm supposed to do them hopefully in person. But it could be online. And then the National Industry Liaison Group, a non-SHRM thing. Uh, they're EEO and AA uh, professionals, in-house professionals. Uh, I was supposed to be their keynote uh, in June. So now I'm going to do a webinar for them. And I get stupid requests all the time, which is very humbling. So uh, who knows? Uh, I'm, on, I'm online way too much as it is. They're going to get Steve Brown fatigue. And... Uh, but I'm very fortunate. I'm sure other things will pop up. Tracy? 
Yeah, much like Steve, I had a lot. I had, it was, I think I had seven and seven weeks in the spring and they all, Ooh, wow. you know, it was oh, like, wow. yeah, it was when it, it was going to be gone. It's just one after the other all over the country, like just really cool. A lot. And then, you know, you watch and obviously so most postponed till next year or get canceled outright. Mm-hmm. But like Steve, I'm also doing the tri-state charm, which is virtual. Um, the one of the ones I was really excited about, I was one of the keynotes for the Arizona Sherm conference, which was um, um, kind of weird to, <laughs> but good. So that one of their coordinators saw me speak in Vegas and um, wanted me to close out their conference on technology. So I'm weaving in a virtual keynote on um, combining the human factors of technology with um, the future of the HR professional. Nice. So not very not nice. sure what that's going to look like yet, but that'll be that'll be fun, a fun challenge. And I don't know if any of you know Julie Turney from Barbados. She's amazing. Yes. So I'm going to do her podcast. She's um, just terrific. And I have a few other things going on. And like Steve, I'm, I'm not not getting. I can't even imagine the request you get, Steve. But um, I'm I'm getting a few really like fun things, and um, it, it's it's neat. It's neat to kind of stretch myself and to do things in a space that I hadn't really thought of before. So I'm 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 trying to expand my um, you know what I do and how I put myself out there. It's fun. We call this the extroversion conversion. Yeah, I don't understand we're, that. We're pulling you to our side. Yeah, Tracy. I don't it's understand coming. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can you see me, I'm all red, you know. You can see that's why I wore like a high neck shirt. So. Wendy, what do you have going on? What do you have scheduled? Uh, well, like I said earlier, um, I hope to be in um, Orlando in August. Fingers crossed. Um, fingers crossed that John and I will be in Ohio in September. Fingers crossed again. I can finally get LaRosa's and see what all the fuss is about. Um, although I think earlier today, somebody mentioned that pizza was supposed to be showing up at our doorstep if we attended some talk at noon, but I never saw any pizza. So they, they, went, they went and did this deep dish insult. <laughs> oh, Chicago pizza. Well, you're all dead to me. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so hopefully, hopefully that will happen. Um, those are the two that um, I, I feel like I'm missing something. Um, I'm not sure. What, what do you have on the docket? Ohio Sherm, hopefully, yeah. will happen. Uh, I'm speaking at DC Podfest in November, talking about corporate podcasting again. I'm apparently going to be doing something with a European HR tech group. I don't know. I, I, to be determined. Some kind of online event that they're doing. I don't know. Somebody contacted me. They said, we love what you do. Would you take part? I'm like, wow. That's awesome. Like, okay. That's Always, cool. You know, I have fun. this is fun. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Listen, this has been tremendous pleasure, so as, as it always would be. I knew it would be, I, no doubt. And particularly when, when we started talking about, how, let's put one of these events together, and we said, who who should we get? We got the names. I was like, Wendy, it's an, it's a no brainer. We got, we got to make this happen. Yeah. I'm sure that most of the people, if you're watching this on Twitter and tweeting in real time, thank you for doing that. Yes. That's thank you. Bananas. Uh, if you're, if you're after the fact, um, and, and you may not know these folks, Steve, how do, how do people reach you out there? Uh, two places, primarily Twitter at S Brown HR and E on the end of Brown and LinkedIn. Those are my two best places. Melanie, how about you? So, yes, I'm on Twitter as well. Twitter would be at double M, so the word double M, Peacock. And on LinkedIn, you'll find me under Dr. Melanie Peacock. And Tracy? Uh, on Twitter, at Tracy Spahn. It's uh, Tracy with an I-E. And on LinkedIn, uh, Tracy Sponenberg, and S-P-O-N-E-N-B-E-R-G. So, love to love to connect. I always have to, I have to, like, think as I'm saying that, so... <laughs> there's a lot of ends and ease. And... <laughs> we do this all the time. Yeah. So Wendy, how about you? What's the easiest way for listeners to find you out there? Easiest way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. Yes, Tracy, I have to spell it every single time. Um, yeah, it's never right. Um, or that's why, you know, if you find me on Twitter, the second and fourth Sunday of each month as part of our HR social hour Twitter chat, you will find me there, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, how about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman and for the podcast, HR social hour podcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, subscribe. 
I'm going to start asking people to subscribe. If you're yes. watching this on YouTube, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Nobody really is watching us here. Watching this, I hope, and maybe that'll change. But go find us on your whatever your platform of choice is for your podcast pleasure. Listen to us there. International watchers, listeners, contact us. We have gifts. We'd like to send you something for being part of our community. Thank you all once again for doing this. It's tremendous fun. I cannot wait to see you all yes. in person. And thank you and buy you your beverage of choice. Yes. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back. And Network. Network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye.